All right, I'm just going to put this into into gear and we're going to start our adventure. Is that okay with you? Sure, why not? I'm just saying, like, why would you choose a Ford Explorer? These things are so unreliable. Yeah, they are. More of a GMC guys. I'll just take the Jeep. <laughs> Hello and welcome, everybody. It's me, Cole, and I have a guest with us today. What's up? My name's Adrian. Yeah, this is my buddy Adrian, um, and we're doing a drive-through of Jurassic Park. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, me and Adrian, we're sitting here. We just finished watching the movie, the first one. First of all, thanks for joining us on this adventure. We're going to be going through all six movies. Um, and we'll be bringing in various guests along the way. So we're just going to hit this right off. So Adrian, what was the first time? Do you remember the first time watching this movie? Oh boy, Cole, I sure don't. <laughs> Uh, I had this movie on VHS. It was my mom's. So I, I remember watching this from like a super young age. So it's just always been one of those movies that's always been available, available right. to me. And one that's all that I've always watched. Cool. 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 See, I was a scaredy cat growing up and these movies terrified me. Thanks. Number three. <laughs> But yeah, so it was actually Adrian who lent me said VCRs or VHS tapes. And we, and I watched it, took them home, popped them into the VCR player. And yeah, I watched them for the first time on a VHS, which is the way they're meant to be viewed. VHSs are so underrated nowadays. They are. Like, I'm still on the lookout for ones I don't have. Yep. Oh, bump. Man, I think that was one of John Hammond's kids. Oh, no. Should we go back for him? No, they didn't add much. No, they didn't. So, yeah, we're we're here. We're trekking through the jungle and on this island. And, uh, yeah. So, Adrian, did you know that this was based off of a book? I did. I actually listened to this book on audio cassette when I was little, oh, too. Oh, Lord. So I was on a road trip with road some trip. people from my A road trip church. like we are on now. Of course. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is a long road trip. Better listen to Jurassic Park at in Three, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was pretty traumatizing. I bet it was. Well, that, that like I said, the first time watching it was in high school. And that's when I read the book. I backtracked there. My mind skipped a second. But after I watched the movie, I was like, oh, man. Is th this is based on a book? Let's find this book. And I was very surprised, listeners. I mean, the book is so different. The book is very different. But, like, both equally good. Like the, Because I typically give movies crap that are based <laughs> off of books. Because I always end up liking the book better. Mm -hmm. But Jurassic Park, the movie, and then The Lost World by Michael Crichton 
are both very good separate things. And like, I don't think one takes away from the other. No, no, not at all. I haven't read the lost world, but I hear it's also very different, but uh, yeah. So there's a lot we, we could, we'll talk about this later, but there's a lot that we can gleam off of from the differences between the books and the, the movies. So, in case you've been re- hiding under a rock... Oh, like that one. Wow, what a fascinating rock. Yeah, it's uh, one of them there Jurassic Rocks. Welcome <laughs> to Jurassic Rock. <laughs> okay, that's not where I thought that rock was. That's not where I thought that joke was going. <laughs> I hope your wife listens to this. Man, I hope not. <laughs> So, so unless you've been hiding under that said rock for, what, 65 million years? Give or take. Give or take. Depending on which, what you believe in. <laughs> uh, I, myself, am... Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll just keep going from that one. <laughs> no, we're going over a synopsis of the book. Oh. Or, slash movie. This, this movie, it's about, it, it's about dinosaurs that have been brought back to life. Pause for wonder. But yes, yeah, so dinosaurs have been unearthed and brought back to life on an island in Costa Rica, in Costa Rica by a, an eccentric billionaire who has money to spend. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's like, what's that like? And so he's gonna he's gonna open up this theme park. For children! For all families. For rich all or poor. families. Rich or poor. He's Scottish. Not not British. Anyways. He hires a paleontologist. A plant paleontologist. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. I don't know what her title is. And Jeff and Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, as himself, <laughs> as a smart uh, variant... Don't tell the um, TVA. Oh wait, Jeff Goldblum's always been smart. It's it's this one's a ridiculously smart Jeff Goldblum, and a lawyer, a blood sucking lawyer, and and then while they're there, the two grandkids of the uh, eccentric billionaire, eccentric person. He's not a billionaire, I don't think. No, he's rich. The eccentric rich person. <laughs> yeah, the boy is an avid dinosaur fan. An avid. Pronounced avid. <laughs> and the girl is good with computers. Oh, yeah, sure. We're going to go with that. She had a thing for Dr. Grant. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. We're not no, gonna that talk wasn't about a major plot. <laughs> Was it though? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes. So they all go for the inaugural test run, if you will, of the said park. Yeah, because he wants experts to be able to back him. Say, like, experts, I say. This is good for the public. He needs an endorsement, right? And who better than a lawyer, two paleontologists, two kids, and a rock star? To endorse his park. You just counted Jeff Goldblum twice. Wait, no, no. No, I didn't. Okay, no, you're right. 
two paleontologists, a lawyer, lawyer, two two kids, kids, and a rock star. And a rock star. Yeah, you're right. While they're taking the tour of the park in automated vehicles, a storm rolls in and crashes the computer system. Well, actually, the computer gets sabotaged. Yeah, the, 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 the systems get sabotaged. That's right. By their computer hacker person. Who's in it for the money and for the baby dinosaur? He's there to steal the DNA, just so that's he's there to steal the DNA. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so at that point, the park goes on lockdown, and with no electric fences, chaos ensues. And uh, yeah, T Rex gets out, Velociraptors get out. The venom spitting one gets out. Yeah, but you only see him once. Once. And there's a bunch of other dinosaurs on the island, but we don't really get to see a lot of them. No. I mean, we see the Triceratops, which is sick. We see like, the Brachiosaurus. And the Brachiosaurus. And the gal- ga- the, the Galliamosauruses. The ones that flocked. Like a herd. Yeah. Yeah. They flocked like a herd. And there were some other ones like in the background with the Brachiosaurus at the beginning. Yeah, but the ones with the main focal points are probably the T-Rex and the Velociraptors. The Velociraptors. Yes, yes, yes. And so the kids, everybody gets split up. Lawyer gets eaten. Hooray! When the T-Rex... I mean, that's a, that's a horrible way to go. He was on the toilet. A terrible way to die. A terrible way to die. Elvis. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Elvis. No. Anyways, so, yeah. Lawyer dies, and uh, this is just a crash course through the synopsis. <laughs> what happens next? I forgot. We just watched this movie, and I forgot. Yeah, they managed to get the electricity back on. Oh, yeah, they have to turn the electricity back on. And Jeff Goldblum's hurt. Mm. Uh, one of the paleontologists mm. has the two kids with them, so they're trying to make their way back to the facilities. But the facilities just got destroyed by the T-Rex. So they're being hunted down by the T-Rex. Same. And the Velociraptor. Same. This is like my life story right here. So are we giving like the whole just quick thing we're, just, we're just clicking it. All we're right. clicking it. They finally get back together. Aww. After losing like three right. people. Three. Lawyer. Uh, Sam. Sam. Sam Jackson. And, uh, and, and Nedry. But he needed to die, so... <laughs> for his treachery. Oh, he does, by the way, get the uh get the um the baby embryos and then he gets killed. And they are stuck in a canister shaving cream to be forever buried underneath mud. No, it's found. Oh right, and that's how Jurassic World. Oh no, I was talking about it's on the Universal ride at the end. Oh, <laughs> Two completely different directions <laughs> with that one. <laughs> but they managed to get the locks back on the doors. 
the T-Rex eats one of the Velociraptors, and they get on a helicopter, and it's happily ever after until the second until one. Until the second one. Um, but yeah. And they fly away into the distance just like Indiana Jones 3, except in a helicopter, not on horses. And they don't get lost in their own museum. I don't know. They did get kind of lost in their own museum. Yeah, in a way. So, yeah. Uh, this is a famous, famous movie. Um, a childhood favorite of so many people, uh, like Adrian. Not really myself. Classic movie uh, directed by the great Steven Spielberg and scored by the even greater John Williams, my own grandfather. That doesn't seem right. No, no, my my grandfather's literally John Williams. Was it really? Yes, that's his name. Is it this John Williams? No. Okay. But they both do music, and they're both balding, and have white beards. So yeah, that's that's the story in a in a Barbasol can. <laughs> so what's what's your favorite? What's some of your favorite scenes in this movie? Uh, you know, I think. Oh, hold uh, on! We got to turn here. Okay. Whew. We almost ran into the uh, big pile of poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think probably one of my favorite scenes is just the the kitchen scene where the kids are hiding from the velociraptors. And they cook those, oh, those six-foot turkeys. That's a reference from, like, the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> But uh, I don't know, just like the sense of fear of two kids on their own, trapped in a place they'd never been to before, hiding from two creatures that they didn't know existed until like earlier that day. An hour ago. Cranjus, no! It's okay, come here, Cranjus. We all know you'd kill all the Velociraptors. This is a flying cat production, by the way. Anyways, continue. No, that's about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess the the big finale at the end is one of my favorite scenes with the T-Rex just ripping up those those Velociraptors. Just, oh, they're going to die. <laughs> Did you see this face? That crane just got scared. Crane just got scared. He didn't attack the TV at all. Oh, there weren't any flying dinosaurs in this movie. No. Yeah, no flying dinosaurs in this one. That's that's, that's really that's number three. And so, hmm, what other favorite scenes do I have? Do you have any other favorite scenes? Maybe just the opening scene too, like the already in, like killing a person off in the very beginning. Oh yeah, when they're trying to load up the Velociraptor into a cage. Clever <laughs> girls. It ends up like pushing its whole crate backwards. And pulling a worker in there with it. And so like and then dies. Yeah, the dude dies. Yeah, he's, he's just he's gone. Dies. Oh no. We'll send a care package to your like, wife and children. That scene hit me harder than Chris Rock got hit by <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh goodness. Just for records, at the time of this recording, last night was the Oscars, so that was that was a cool thing to yeah. wake up to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, just that opening scene, the sense of urgency, like right off the bat. Let's see what other great parts. There's 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 a ton of great parts in this whole movie, guys. It's it's so iconic. I was texting with uh, our fellow fandom done right 
host Spencer and he wasn't aware of how many famous scenes came from this first movie. It's just so iconic. Oh, my favorite part. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> lying, shirtless Goldblum. <laughs> shirtless Goldblum. Lying on that table. Posing like he's posing. on the front page of People's Magazine. <laughs> People, I have the Funko Pop of this. And, and, it's on my shower curtain. It's, it's iconic. That's what it is. All right. So uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, who is your favorite character in this? What's the name of the, like, the safari dude that's helping them? Muldoon. Him or just Dr. Alan Grant? Like, I got to go for, the, for like, the main character. Like, he, they're just both such good characters. For the longest time when I was little, I honestly did not know they were separate people. Oh, no. Until, you know, he straight up died. <laughs> and then he, how did he come back for the third movie? What? But I think they're two of my favorite characters. Dr. Grant, because he does end up taking charge mm -hmm. of the kids. He knows the dinosaurs from their fossils and everything. From their bones. But then, what's his name? Muldoon? Muldoon. Just absolutely, like, hauling butt, taking charge. Like, he's not afraid to, like, be like, they're tracking us. Time to set up a perch right here to shoot one. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what, that's what ends up killing him. But, right. like, he wasn't afraid. No, no. The man without fear. He should have been Daredevil. Well, <laughs> I, I love Charlie Cox. And if I'm being honest, I like Ben Affleck. I don't know. I wish we'd see Charlie Cox again as Daredevil. I'm sure we will, right? I think Disney We haven't seen him since his TV show. Well, I mean, like, now that Disney has the rights to it, I'm sure they'll bring in, like, a new TV show. Or, you know, he wasn't Spider-Man No Way Home. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! There We hit a, we hit a lizard! <laughs> Looked like he was going to go terrorize New York City. Anyways, so my favorite character, y'all already know. It's, it's Jeffy Jeff. Jeff Jeffy Fong. Jeff? Jeff like, Fong. Like Mark Wahlberg's Marky Mark? Marky Mark. Marky Mark Wahlberg. I can't, although I can't stand Mark Wahlberg. I don't know, he was he was okay in Uncharted. Yeah, I liked him. I liked that movie. But yeah, Jeff Goldblum. He just has all the, all the iconic scenes in this. Is that my neighbor? No, that's him. Um, yeah, he's got, he, he's got a lot of Great quotes. Uh, you guys were so preoccupied with if you could, you didn't stop and think about if you should. And uh, of course, life finds a way. So that's my favorite character. I don't like the female paleontologist. Thank you, Star Wars. Do you have a favorite character? I, mean, I think we talked about the lawyer being sitting on the oh, toilet. Oh, yeah, the we'll lawyer sit sitting on the toilet. Sitting on toilet. Because with how long it takes me to go to the bathroom, that's probably how I would die. But I don't think, I don't think he was actually on the toilet. Like, no, I mean he was obviously wasn't going <laughs> to the bathroom. Well, he, he was, was the, sitting on a toilet. <laughs> he was in the best place to be scared crapless. <laughs> Let's see, my favorite character death. This movie has a low. Low character death. This one has a low body count. 
Yeah. Compared to, well, Jurassic World. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of death in Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. My favorite character death. I don't know. I think it was kind of pointless, but I, I it always tickles me when a Sam Sam Jackson's character dies and Laura Dern is like, "Oh my gosh, somebody nice to help me." Wait, where'd you go? Why am I still holding your hand? Oh my gosh! And then Velociraptor attacks her from behind. You may have to pick that. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think he's my favorite death. But while we're here on character deaths, we talked about this while we were watching the movie. But for those who don't know, the the, the character deaths are a lot different in the book. A, they're a bit more graphic, i.e. Uh, Nedry's death is very, very graphic. And um, Ian Malcolm actually dies and Muldoon lives. Hmm. And Hammond also dies, which is the, the, the billionaire, rich person. So he kind of just goes goes down with his own ship. Ship. Um, just some just some differences between the book and the movie. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but the big the big difference between the book and the movie is that the book actually breaks down all the sciencey stuff, which kind of takes away from it if you're not fascinated. But you can just kind of skip it. Anyways, oh, we're coming up to my favorite dinosaur paddock on this little drive. I think my favorite dinosaur in this movie was the T-Rex. <clears throat> it just it just dominated the screen and all the behind the scenes stuff to bring this dinosaur to life. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, like even what was this made? 98, 99, something like that? 93. 90 Yes. Jeez. So almost 30 years later, the graphics I mean, you could tell at some points they've still, aged. They've aged, but they still hold up a lot better than some of today's movies. Do. Right. So, like, I I'm impressed between the use of CGI and practical animatronics. Like, that was that's something that was quite brown groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking was the animatronics that they used for this movie, because um, previously dinosaurs had just been seen as slow, docile creatures, but this turned them into violent vicious hunters and that's what really just reeled people in to this movie um but yeah i've actually seen a i think it was an on-screen model or a, a it was a model of the t-rex that was used on screen for some wider shots um they had it at a museum i went to in texas but it was pretty cool. What was a what was your favorite dinosaur? I gotta say the Velociraptors. The Velociraptors. Mainly because I love their usage in Jurassic Park three. So like, yeah. And so like seeing the their original portrayal in this movie, just like man, they really came a long way, and there's I mean they're still good in this mm -hmm. movie. So I, I just gotta yeah, stick with Velociraptors. And then, of course, their heavy involvement in Jurassic World, too. Also, I mean, well, back to the T-Rex, we also see it throughout the rest of this series and the World series, which is really cool. But, um, yeah, what was your, what was your favorite quote 
from from this movie if you have them. Oh man, I feel like there are a few of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You forgot to say the magic word. Uh uh uh. Uh, you know what? Samuel L. Jackson. Hold on to your butts. Got a Dodgeman! Dodgeman's here! See, nobody cares. Oh, he really was the worst character. He <laughs> was the worst! Um, let's see, what else do we have? We've got, uh, of course, life finds a way. Uh, that's a chaos theory. And, uh, see, nobody could have predicted that. Oh, and nobody could have predicted that. And nobody could have predicted that I'm here, uh, talking to myself about chaos theory. Basically, anything that came out of Jeff Goldblum's mouth was just pure gold. Pure gold. Let's see. What other? One one that I always forget is um, the joke that Timmy says about the blind dinosaur. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Do you, I don't know. Tell me. Do you think he's Saurus? So. Do you think he's Saurus? So lame. But also, just clever guy. Clever guy. Well, and of course, of course, we missed the big one. Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spare no expense. So, oh my gosh, Adrian. Look, look on that side of the car. What is it? It's a Triviasaurus. Ooh, this is, this, I, I invented this kind of, uh, like Spencer's Indiana Triviana for the Indiana Jones series. This one's a, this one's a Triviasaurus. Those are some nice glasses that Triviasaurus is wearing. I wonder what book he's reading. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm going to let you keep going. I, I can't, I can't think of what, what book I want to to be reading a thesaurus oh boom roasted yeah he's reading a thesaurus yeah so these are all come from you know imdb as i was doing some late night research just some interesting facts and there's a lot there's a lot of interesting facts about this movie that we really don't have a whole lot of time to get into uh the production we'll just start at the beginning Michael Crichton had this idea for several years and he won the original story was going to be a child finding a pterodactyl egg in a park. And then the pterodactyl just causes strife in the real world. And then it moved to a graduate student studying studying paleontology that finds you know, the genetic makeup to make these dinosaurs a real thing. And then finally it landed on an, on a theme park. And his goal was to make it like a dark, deadly Disney world. Yeah, I can see that. And, um, I mean, they actually reference, they do reference it in the movie. Uh, the parts, uh, parts of the, parts of the Caribbean breaks down and, uh, pirates don't come and kill you. (laughs) The pirates don't try to eat you. Yeah. Pirates don't try to eat you, but that's what, uh, uh, John, Dr. John Hammond was supposed to be was a dark Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Walt Disney's already kind of... Listen, we're not going to get into that. 
Crichton actually sold the movie rights. I don't know if you know this, but Crichton actually sold the movie rights before the book was even published. Really? And he wanted... He really wanted Spielberg to do it. But Tim Burton was also in the running to make this movie. I don't know how it would have actually looked, though. I don't think it would have worked. When you think of Spielberg, you think of, like... E.T. Jaws. Jaws. Um, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Transformers. Transformers? I didn't know that was a Spielberg. Is that not Spielberg? I may be wrong. I, don't, I, th- I think... No, that's a Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Jeez. You may be in uh, Schindler's List. But then when you think of... Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. You think of The Corpse's <laughs> Bride. Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. Okay, but... The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hear me out. Okay. Michael Keaton is Dr. Alan Grant. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I've seen Michael Keaton in so many different roles. I do think it could have been. Michael Keaton or Johnny... No, Johnny... Johnny Depp would have been Dr. Malcolm. Oh, okay, that, that would have been good. That would have been so great. Basically just getting American Jack Sparrow. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That would have been so great. Anyways, um, and he sold these film rights for a lot of money. And then Spielberg brought in someone else to help with the script. Um, This movie took four years to make from beginning to end. I don't doubt it. Their their major problem at the beginning was, of course, the dinosaurs. How are you going to bring these dinosaurs to life? Their original, I was telling you this, their original plan was to have claymation dinosaurs. But that really wouldn't have captured the speed that Spielberg was wanting for the dinosaurs. But he also didn't want what he envisioned as computer generated. Right. Meaning he was thinking computer generated like Nintendo cartoons. That's the exact opposite of what he wanted. But then they shot some stuff out at Skywalker Ranch and showed what they could do with the computers. And he was so impressed that they went ahead and moved forward. They used some aspects of uh, claymation stuff in the skeletons that they used for motion capture, which is really interesting and didn't put that guy out of a job. So Crichton estimated that this movie only used about 10 to 20% of the material in the book, which is a lot missing from the book. Right. Specifically just exposition and stuff, which is why they created Mr. DNA, the uh, cartoonish narrator of the, of the in, in park movie. Yeah. That showed how the dinosaurs are created. That's another great scene is just that cheesy multiplying John Hammond's where he's talking to himself. He's and, talking to himself. Yeah. That, and then at the end, scene. and then at the end, everybody, they're like, how do we get off this thing? You can't. It's a ride. <laughs> Want to bet? And they just break. The they just break it just so they can get off. of it. They're like, OK, we've had enough here. We didn't take a minute to really talk about the cast. The cast in this movie is great. Yeah, I. Okay, I'm I'm still not completely sold on the kids. Yeah, I, we don't. The kids are they don't matter. They just they don't add anything. Really. Not really. But but like, in a movie about dinosaurs, 
Yeah. Are the humans really the main focus? Right. <laughs> but I mean, like, everyone else casted in this movie Great. was perfect. Yes. Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, which we've talked about him on our podcast before. He was actor Odin in <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Uh, and, uh, of course, Jeff Goldblum as well was also he's a podcast favorite, I think. And he was also in Thor Ragnarok as the Grandmaster. Uh, let's see who else. Of course, we have Richard Attenborough as um, Dr. Hammond. Uh, Sam Jackson. Uh, Wayne Knight as Nedry. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm missing. It's Cranges. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. We just passed the Memorial Park. Rip and peace. Uh Rip in peace the people who died in this movie. Rip in peace is so redundant. Because you're really just saying rest in peace in peace. I know. That's why I say it. It's funny. <sighs> and then, uh, hmm, let's see, who else? Oh, Ellie Statler. She's She's been in a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, great cast. Great, great cast. And so anyways, another little piece of trivia that we I found was that the dinosaur that kills Nedry didn't actually spit venom. They found out later that it really? doesn't actually spit venom. That was Michael Crichton developed that to because the paleontologist at the time thought that the jaw was too of that dinosaur was too weak to kill a animal, another animal. So Michael Crichton came up with this. Oh, it shoots venom. To paralyze and tenderize its its victims. And then they came out later. This movie cr- did cause a lot of controversy in the paleontology world. Right. Um, this was one of them. And then the raptors, up until that point, velociraptors were only like four feet tall if that if that three to four feet tall covered in feathers covered in feathers so paleontologists were like hey this this is completely wrong this is the worst thing you could have done to misrepresent paleontology but then later like they found they found a raptor yeah they called them they called them utah raptors utah raptor and they were like these the movie-sized raptors just like a couple of days after boom coinkadink just kidding. I don't know. Anyways, since you like the ki- <coughs> you like the kitchen scene, and Adrian pointed out something that I'd never seen until this viewing, you can see a goof where they're trying to wheel in the Velociraptors, and you can see you can see the Velociraptor handler's hands gently pushing, gently pushing. the <laughs> Velociraptor in the scene. Yes, it took two weeks to film that one scene. Because they can only do it at 15 minutes at a time. Because for the CGI parts, they had people in mocap costumes. And they could only be in those costumes for 15 minutes at a time due to the position <clears throat> that mm. they had to be in. The raptor calls were a mix of dolphin, walrus, and goose noises. <clears throat> that they added in post. <sighs> Is it horrible that I can hear that now? I hear the goose when it hisses because I've had... Plenty of geese hiss at me over the years. Thanks, OBU. And work. 
Um, okay, we already talked about that. And here's here's a little fan theory for you guys. Adrian, I know we talked about this, and Adrian doesn't like this. But the kid at the beginning of the ver- at the very beginning of the movie in Montana is making fun of the Velociraptors, and so Alan Grant comes up and essentially terrorizes him with a Velociraptor fossil toe nail thing claw. And fan theory fan theorists think that this young man grows up to be none other than Owen Grady of Jurassic World. Good old Chris Pratt himself. Good old Chris Chris Pratt. But yeah, so Oh no, we passed the Triviasaurus. Well, I guess that's all we have for this. That's all, all we have for this segment. So we're gonna wrap up here. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think this movie still holds up to this day, both graphics and plot-wise. I mean, you... He uh, didn't let me finish. Oh, my bad. But No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. What are your thoughts on real DNA replication? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously... Should we bring dinosaurs back? I mean, obviously we can. We already cloned a sheep. Remember Dolly the sheep way back? Yeah, and it died a horrible death. Yes, but... (laughs) That was with technology way back then. Look at what we can do now. So I'm not saying it's not feasible. But... The science holds up. I don't think we should. (laughs) They're, they're planning on bringing a woolly mammoth back. They found a preserved woolly mammoth. This is in the news a couple months ago. They're planning on bringing it back. Which, you know what? Why not just shave a buffalo and tape all that hair on an elephant and call it good? Fun fact. Bison and buffalo are different. I know. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the ones from Africa. Okay, cool. The ones that have very little hair. I have friends that aren't from Oklahoma, and I always correct them on that, and they always Good. give me so much crap. Correct them. Yeah. All right. Do we? Do I think we can do it? Yeah, I think so. Should do I we think play we God? Should? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Why? Well, as a Christian man myself, I must say that our God is an awesome. No, I, I don't think that kind of power should be held. <laughs> In the hands of man. And I think it should. I think we can we can establish a new world order with dinosaurs. Cole is literally the downfall of this world. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you guys heard Chaos of Chaos Theory? Yeah, you ever heard of the Antichrist? No, not me. No, That's no. Of course not. No. Look at him. No. <laughs> Spencer will probably have to cut that part out. I am highly allergic to cats. Yeah, I can see that with the the thing that's growing on your face. What? Oh, no, that was just the spit from the the dinosaur paralyzing you. But it wasn't real. (laughs) There you go. It's real now. No, you don't really have Okay. (laughs) I never know. I can't see my own face. Can we ever... I think, yeah, I think it's a bad idea to bring dinosaurs. But you know what? With the way humanity's going right now, 
it's gonna happen if they find a way to do it they're gonna do it yeah i don't doubt that it's just i think it'll be a mistake (laughs) it'll be a mistake anyways back to what you were saying final thoughts on the movie we did this in a really good time uh like i said i think this movie still holds up by today's standards i think there's just a really good storyline really good pacing really good action Great graphics, great acting, like just all around a good movie. Iconic score. Very iconic, very nostalgic. I think if we really get down to the nitty gritty, anyone and everyone will find something wrong with it. But it's one of those ones where I think its pros outweigh its cons. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I, I wish I had not been so scared of this movie earlier. And I wish it had been more of a part of my childhood, really. But you know what? I get to experience it now. Um it's a lot of fun. Um, definitely, uh, one thing I read is that it's on the uh, inter- uh, one of uh, it's on the National Registry of Film Preservation, um, and it's been recognized as one of the most one of the most popular films of all time. That's not what I was going for, but it's like something along those lines, like beloved. Uh, um, yeah, influential, influential mm. films of all time. And in terms of, this could almost be categorized as a monster movie because of the inspirations from the golden age of monster movies that came out. This was inspired, Steven Spielberg was so heavily inspired by the original King Kong Mm -hmm. and by the original Godzilla that those were two of his biggest inspirations for this movie. And it really holds up and is a good homage to them. But yeah, you're right. It's a great movie. Now for the following movies, I don't think we can say the same. But if you clump them all together, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a, we're at the end of our tour ride in our Jeeps. Oh, no, no, no. We're not in the Jeeps. We're, we're in the Ford, Ford Explorers. Explorers. Horrible choice. It's a horrible choice. Um, we're in the... But yeah, we're getting out here. And I just want to say thank you for joining us on this new series. I'm super excited to watch the rest of these movies. Um, and we're watching all of them leading up to Jurassic World Dominion. Dominion. Which comes out in like two months. I don't remember. It's, it comes out in June, I think. Which um, I'm very much looking forward to just from the one trailer we've gotten. Right. Um, but we also know that it's bringing back, or it's really joining together the original trilogy of films and the new trilogy of films by bringing in the three main characters of Dr. Grant, Doc. Dr. Statler and Dr. Malcolm into this into this world of Jurassic World. But um thanks again guys for joining us and we will see you next week for um The Lost World Jurassic Park 2. And I do believe Tim will be joining us. The Tim Duncan um i just want to say thank you to adrian for uh coming onto this show it's been great yeah thanks for having yeah, me yeah it's been a lot of fun <clears throat> he's never done a podcast i'm a 
seasoned podcaster at this point, I guess. I've been on a couple of different podcasts. Oh, you've been on a couple of different podcasts? Well, you've never been on this podcast, so it doesn't not. count. Yeah, this one's a lot more free-flowing and everything. Yeah. It's a lot more off the cuff. I'm, I'm having fun with this. Off the fisticuffs. All right, we're going to go so we can go fight. Just some kidding. dinosaurs. Fight some dinosaurs. All right. Thanks again, everybody. And this has been Fandom Done Right. And uh, you know what, guys? Shave your face with some Barbasol. That's our sponsor this week is is Barbasol whipped cream. Can you legally say that? Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Later.